Welcome to the Natural Running Network, the information resource for athletes that are trying to get it done and get it done right. My name is Richard Diaz. I'm your host. Sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. It is inconceivable that finally my ass is back up in here doing a podcast. And I Yeah, I brought I brought VJ along. So I don't know if you guys have picked up on it yet, but VJ has become my buffer. It's like, you know, the old man sleeping on the bench and he comes up and shakes me trying to get me back awake. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's 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 crazy, but that's what happens when you get old. You got to have the youngsters on board to, you know, keep you sharp and keep you on point and He's doing a good job. Times, man, keeping you updated. Right. Keeping you involved. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at you know this. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff going on up here, but you're probably too young to remember what the hell was it called? Mr. Green Jeans and uh, you know what was the kid program? I forgot the name of the pro. See, see what happens. But there, Mr. the Green Jeans. Yeah, there was a um, Captain Kangaroo was the name of the program. Oh yeah. Ca- you don't know that, right? You don't know that. So let me let me school you, okay? Captain Kangaroo was this old dude, and he, you know, you it's like Mister Rogers. You come visit his little place, and it's kind of like a, a a barnyard kind of a joint. You know, he's got one of those half doors, you know, like where the top opens up, and you know the dude sticks yeah. his head in and says hello and whatever. Well, Mister Green Jeans was a neighbor, right? And Mister Green Jeans would come over, and then they'd start talking smack about this and that and the other thing. But and then he had. He had he had this little rabbit. It was a, you know, like a puppet, bunny rabbit. And bunny rabbit couldn't talk, so he would just slap his face on the on the desk, you know, to try to, you know, make a point or whatever. But then he also had, this is going to go somewhere, you'll see. Then he had this, this grandfather clock, okay? And grandfather clock, you know, had eyes on it and a mouth and it could talk. But they have to wake him up, right? So... His eyes would start blinking up and down like this, and you know, Grandfather Clock would be up, and you know, and he'd have really smart stuff to say, and then he'd go back to sleep. I feel like I've seen clips of this somewhere. What's well, happening right now? This is it. <laughs> I'm like Mr. Grandfather Clock. <laughs> and you're the bunny rabbit. <laughs> oh God. So, um, all that being said, check this out. Now, I know you saw it, but this is, you know, I'm going to try to make this happen visually for people that are audibly listening to my podcast. I will put a link on my podcast so you can, because we'll put this up on YouTube. And on YouTube, you'll see what we just all did. And I want you to do it for one good reason is because this is happening. This right here is happening. I finally got my copy, and I know it's backwards for you folks, but I finally got my copy. And wow, 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 wow. So check this out. He is talking about training the dark side. I'm talking about my book. He has a paperback in his hands. He can touch, feel, and see. Can I tell you something? Everybody that's a fan of this program has heard me rant about this book I'm writing for years. For literally years they've been listening to me rant about this. And they probably got to this place, well, you know, this guy's full of shit. He's not really going to write a book. And so this is evidence that there's physically a book in the work. 
It's done. It is complete. Finito. Available on Amazon. But I highly recommend you get the digital edition. I'm going to give you two. One PDF file for those that are that sharp. And an EPUB for those that are more technical savvy. So you get both. And so that it travels with your phone, travels with your iPad. You got it every place you go. That way you don't have to pack this along when you get on the plane, especially when you're trying to wear that mask and whatever. So we could talk a little bit about the book because I think it's I think it's good stuff. Clearly, I wrote the book. I'm going to think it's good stuff. I hope so. But so here's what happens a lot with me. On social media, you see these people bantering back and forth especially the ones that are in these various groups that remain nameless for the meantime, <laughs> where they start asking questions about heart rate, you know? Well, dude, when I'm like 130, that doesn't seem right to me. And when I'm at 150, that doesn't seem right to me. They're, they're confusing their perception of effort with what is actually going on metabolically in their system. And this whole concept of trying to stay aerobic or, you know, they do the track workout where it's completely off the hook, anaerobic. They, they look at it like this swinging door. It's like it's either over here or it's over there. And they, they segregate their processes. And I think the most important gift that I, I provide in the course of this book is to try to develop an understanding of the importance of integrating all of your work in your training. And meaning that you develop the energy system at large. There are not like these independent energy systems. There's not like your aerobic things over here and your anaerobic things over there. That's not the way it works. Your body systematically travels in and out of this energy system based on demand. When you get into higher intensity, it's going to produce lactate because you're using predominantly carbohydrate. The other way, you know, you're going to get into the fat stores. But anybody that believes is spending a, a ton a shit ton of work, aerobic is going to make them faster, really confused, completely, completely confused. So that was really the focus of the book of late. When I started to write this thing, my mind was completely other places. And it took me a little bit of time. And I, I, I just wasn't ready to learn it. And I did. Finally, I, I just got to this place where this massive epiphany it was just like this cloud cleared up you know like grandfather clock woke up and uh and i just i really think it's a it's an important piece of work for most endurance athletes to read honest to god i'm just gonna i'm gonna hang my hat on that concept what do you think i think uh it's definitely a a, a good approach what you've kind of developed it i'm really amazed that it hasn't happened before but i mean somebody has to be the person to you know come up with the idea and, and break ground on it so it totally makes sense um, having a little bit of intensity involved in a lot of your different work, but then people um, they segregate their work all the time, where you're just doing only aerobic and or and, and then you switch over to only intensity on these days and only aerobic on these days. When I think people think that when you're focusing on your aerobic, you know that's the only way that you're going to develop that side of your fitness. But then when you're racing. You are have you are dipping into like that aerobic a little bit as well, but you're also working intensity. You have like this, it's like a percentage. When people think you flip that switch, and you're now you're anaerobic, and that that that's it. It's it's short sighted. 
And I'm really disappointed in myself for not having identified the problem earlier. Seriously, I'm telling you that. I, I think that uh, it, it just struck me. It just struck me like a rock. It's, and, you know, I'm going to go into a bunch of stupid analogies and know it. I could feel I'm just churning along in my head right now. But I started thinking about like a boxer, you know, or um, any sport. They're, they're, they'll like, you have these commentators that'll start talking about a particular athlete. He's got great speed, but he doesn't have any stamina. You know, the guy can jump, but he can't do this or that. You know, he's got a great jab, but he doesn't have much of a punch. He's got a great punch, but he doesn't have a jab. And it's because the way they approach their training, they segregate their processes. They focus on what they might believe is their weakness. And they never really integrated the entire process. So, and, and I made this comment many times, and I'm going to do it again, is that People do their training, and I, I'm guilty. I'm, I'm going to stand up and, and take my hit for being guilty where I'm writing program for people where there's an aerobic day, you know, and my focus might be that at the end of the week, I want it dominantly aerobic. And so I'm okay with that. That's a good idea. It's an endurance sport. You need to have a lot of aerobic conditioning in, in your play. But when, when I write these segregated processes and then somebody shows up at a race and the gun goes off, all that shit goes right out the window. It goes out the window. All they're doing now is trying to catch the guy ahead of them or, or you know, try to make it up the hill that they weren't prepared for or take the descent that they weren't prepared for. And they never really had an integrated approach to training. And, and I don't even think that you should step like, okay, I did this. Now I need to do this. Now I need to do that. Now I need to do this. You need to integrate. And the term that I use in here, which I'm not going to claim because... Better minds before me have used this term, but to flow, to flow in and out of these energy systems and the demands for strength, the demands for speed, the demands for whatever the, the processes are demanding of you, develop them synergistically, bring them together, bring, you know, and develop them systematically where you, you know, the focus might be early on if you're going to do a long event to spend more time being aerobic. But what about when you need that speed? What about when you need that power? Uh, if you segregate, you may not be able to deliver that power after you've been aerobic for a while, you know. Or if you spend too much time aerobic, you never, you can't open your stride, you can't, you can't move, you're trapped. So what we did in this book, we, me and my, me and myself, did in this book, was develop a system or understanding of approaching this type of process. And I, I'm telling you, I've had a hard time trying to deliver my pitch, you know, my pitch to, to sell my book to people because it's it's complex. It really is complex, but then it becomes so freaking logical. So um, that's my shameless plug for my book. Buy it from my website. Don't go to, I took, it, it took me, I don't know if you heard me complaining about this. It took me, I, I, I released the book and I ordered my copies. They call it the advanced author copies. On July 1st, I ordered it. I just got them today. And I called, and they emailed me yesterday, as a matter of fact, they emailed me yesterday and said, uh, we're sorry, but there's a delay. Your books won't arrive till August 8th. So essentially over a month before I get my copy. And I got people in social media taking pictures of the book that they, oh, look, I got my book. I got my, what the hell? I haven't got my book yet. And I wrote it, right? 
So I called them. I called them. And they couldn't give me a straight answer. I'm like, well, why, why do I have to wait a month to get my book when everybody else is getting their books ahead of me and I ordered mine first? They said, well, cancel. you want to cancel your order? I said, that's your answer? <laughs> you telling me the author of the book, the guy that we're making money together on this book, to cancel my order? I said, then what happens if I cancel my order, if I reorder it, am I going to still have to wait a month or am I at the back of the line? She couldn't give me an answer because, I, well, we don't discuss business with shipping. We don't communicate with shipping. I said, well, who, who communicates with shipping? Can we get an answer? Couldn't give me an answer. And lo and behold, after all that bitch session I had, bam, the next day I got the book. <laughs> so there's something, something really screwy going on with that. So if you buy my digital book, guess what? You're going to get it the minute you, you drop dime. You're going to get it right away. And it's the same stuff. Same stuff. Actually, it's probably a little cleaner because it, you know, I found a typo in here I needed to correct. So, all right. But I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, I want to. I just want to mention one thing. Yeah. Uh, taking a step back before the the Amazon complication. Yeah. Where you were talking about how people always segregate their work. Yeah. So when you're in a longer distance race and you're primarily you know in your aerobic. And then you need that speed. You need to push up and use some of that power that you always segregate work that it's, it might be unavailable to you or it might be really difficult to press up into. That's actually a really interesting thing because I found a similar thing where, you know, I started after all of my long runs and such to um, push up into that faster pace, you know, every once in a while for anywhere from, you know, two minutes to 10 minutes to get up towards that threshold work. And it was really difficult for me at first to get up into that or even just to finish a long run with like a hard like half mile effort just to finish strong just because something about segregating and staying aerobic for so long it was really difficult to press up into that faster you, you're trapped yeah you're 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 essentially trapped because you're you're you start to condition yourself to a particular stride length and you get a you get this mojo working where your ground your ground contact might be great but your stride length is shallow because you're not putting much force into the ground relative to the way you're moving. And this isn't you working harder. This is you actually getting gravitational force to help drive you down the road. But you just, you just hamstrung yourself by staying in, that, in that, that controlled space for so long that it's hard to dig yourself back out. Where if you were to flow in and out of that, so in, 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 I'd like to do this intuitively too. It's like so... I don't really want, and in the book, by the way, I didn't just write all these workouts for people. I tried to teach them how to do this. And it's perceptive. So for you, it would be different than it would be for someone else. You might be rolling along and everything's starting to feel pretty good. You're nice and warmed up and just flowing along and decide, you know what, I'm going to hit it. And then you jump up and you, you tax yourself for a little bit. And then it starts to get a little untenable and you decide, you know what, time to back off. You get out of there, maybe lay back just a little bit and then maybe take another assault on it. And then maybe now it's time to recover even some more. But you start to get very intuitive with your, with your energy system. And on top of that, your energy system becomes more intuitive to your, to your approaches. You start to develop your energy system to respond to the way you treat it. Yeah, so when you people condition themselves to stay aerobic, anaerobic metabolism is like acid on your eyes. It just kills you. 
right? Or a lot of people just totally anaerobic all the time, never accessing the fat stores, never able to clear the, the, the ensuing production of waste out of their legs. And, and they're kind of stuck too, but on the other end of the spectrum. So again, this is really what I tried to do, which I thought was novel. It's very new. Um, and and you just like you said, I can't believe somebody hadn't thought about it before. Because it does, it, it's, it's logical, it makes sense, and it's functionally effective. I promise you people, well, I know this to be true. I have people that I've been doing this with. They may not understand it as well as we've just depicted it to be because, you know, you just don't have time when you write a program. But they are coming back to me and saying, you know, I really like these flow workouts. Uh, the next day, I, I feel stronger. My body responds better to the work. I'm noticing that my sustainable paces are improving. I'm seeing at various distances, by the way, not not just on shorter stuff or longer stuff. Anywhere across the board, just the way they're approaching the work is making a big difference. So um, that was cool. Now, are we, can we done? Quit talking about the book now. Let's move past. All right. So let's let's talk about the very cool thing we're doing. And I know we've been we've been guests, you and I, on two different podcasts recently, and we discussed this. But the difference is. This is my house. We are now in my house. And I want to discuss this with you. You know this. I mean, you're my partner in this project. You, you know this business, right? I think this is going to be a very cool project. I think it's going to be a very cool project relative to other projects that I've done by myself. Not that those well, weren't good. It's a cool project. Well, yeah. Well, I know, but I'm still looking ahead. So I think that, A, so far we have a really good group of people and interesting people, people that I've that I don't know. I mean, that was cool because usually I get followers that kind of jump on my programs, but about half of the people's thus far in this program, I've never met before. I have no idea who they are. We get to see how they, how they roll with time. But one of the things that I wanted to discuss, because I think it's really critical to the success of our program is there's people out there that are under the assumption that they can't get in anymore. That because we had this cutoff date that now they either missed it or it wasn't appropriate for them at the time and they didn't sign up for it and they think, okay, they're out. That is not anywhere near true because this is an open-ended program. What I mean by that is that we can take people in at any time and people can quit at any time. If they, they've been on for a few months, they feel like they've got all they want to get out of this, or maybe something changes in their life and they want to do something else, whatever. For whatever reason, if they want to uh, opt out, they're welcome to do that. But we're going to be progressive, but we're still going to deliver really incredible information every day. I mean, not counting the off day. Uh, off days are considered training, right? If we, right? So, I mean, it's uh, a very important part. Yeah. So, it's training. So, just because we said you're off today doesn't mean we're off. We wrote a program to put you off on that day. That was training. So, it's seven days a week. We're writing program for people. And we're actually going to, you know, we've gone as far as to separate the, the people that are relatively new to the sport, maybe not as, not as uh, capable as someone that is. You know, they're in, in it to win it. And so we've arranged it. So if it's a little too much for you, this is for you. If it's not enough for you, then let's go this way for you. And uh, I think that's cool. We're going to do some challenges, right? Tell them what's up. Um, so just to reiterate, um, we do have the two different levels for all the athletes that are in there. So more of um, the open to 
like less competitive age group athletes and then the uh the more difficult workouts for the guys that are pushing up to a lead or fight for those age group podiums um basically just based on your fitness level and as soon as you see the workouts you're going to tell like what you're going to be capable of and eventually people are going to be able to move from the lower level up to the higher level and um, we just want to be really accommodating to as many different levels of fitness as we can and this seemed to be the best way to go about it right um yeah the other consideration is that it's unfortunate but this is a true statement a lot of people look at me he's the running guy they just assume I'm the running guy because there's so much of what I do is related to running mechanics and such and such. Well, that's what people know me for. That doesn't mean that's all I can do. Look at me, old dude, been doing this forever, ever and ever and ever. I've trained all fashions of athletes over the years. Uh, as a matter of fact, just came off of writing that CrossFit program. Who would have thought that was going to happen, right? However, bringing VJ into the fray was a mastermind on my part. I thought, you know what? This kid goes over these obstacles better than anybody in the sport. I mean, that I, I, he probably blushes when I say that. But the fact of the matter is, he does. He gets through these obstacles like, like Cirque du Soleil. He's buzzing through this stuff. And unfortunate for his competition, he can also run like a freaking deer. So... Bringing him in, getting his flavor on how we should approach the strength components, obstacle-specific components, marrying that up with the running mechanics and how to run, where to run, how fast to run. And we just kind of put this all together. Where are you going to find that kind of support for the kind of money we're charging? It's really inexpensive to, to participate. I'm not even going to tell you what it's going to cost. you got to go to my website and find out. But it's cheap. I mean, if, if you want to have fun, look at what the OCR Performance Project costs to participate in, and then look further up the page and look into what I charge people for private training. It's a smidgen of what I charge to be your coach personally. So I'm excited about this, and I know VJ's excited about this, but I want to talk about the challenges a little bit, because this is something I haven't done before, and I think this is going to be fun. Yeah, I think it's something that's going to uh, just keep people engaged in the group, especially now that, um, you know, a lot of events are getting canceled and, and things are just kind of scarce right now, just to keep people interested and, and give some incentive to uh, following all the workouts and not uh, not leaving us a bunch of red marks on training beats. Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's, you know, this, this is an interesting perspective that we have because we get a snapshot into people's daily workouts. You know, it's one thing for somebody to post a picture of them doing burpees or something on social media or something. You go, oh, what a badass that guy is. Look at he's doing burpees, whatever. Uh, but we're seeing the day-to-day, -day, right? We're seeing, okay, here's what we set out for you. Here's what we what you actually did or didn't do. And uh, you get people that sometimes they might get a little intimidated. And rather than do what they can, they don't, <laughs> right? And so that, that, to me, that doesn't bode well with me. To me, that's my fault. If you start showing me a lot of red, I'm either way over your head or you're not paying attention one or the other. we we got to disconnect. So uh, I want to reel people in. I think that uh, uh, I don't think I'm that exciting to, to deal with. I'm uh, pretty sure I'm not. And VJ's got a lot more youthful exuberance he's bringing to the game. <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that he's going to be a little bit more entertaining than I am. Uh, and collectively, you know, 
It's going to be like Captain Kangaroo, Bunny Rabbit, and Grandfather Clock. So I'm, I'm Captain Kangaroo? Uh, I like you better as Bunny Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you, Bunny Rabbit's probably fast, right? Oh, heck yeah. You know, Captain Kangaroo is not fast. And by the way, uh, Captain Kangaroo always has a pocket full of carrots. So whenever, uh-huh. so you guys always giving Bunny Rabbit the carrots. But Bunny Rabbit can't eat them because he's only a puppet, right? So he gra- the, he kind of grabs it and, you know, puts it down below the desk so you can't see what he didn't do with it. But anyway. Well, back to these challenges real All right. quick. All right. Uh, you know, I've got sponsors. You've got sponsors. And uh, some of these people are wanting to work with the program a little bit. So, um, one, we're going to give challenges to the people in the Facebook group. So we already have a little community where people are interacting and talking to each other, which has been really, really cool to see. Um, but we're going to increase that interaction a little bit by putting together some little fitness challenges to test people along the way and also use them as little benchmarks as well. Um, and then for the performers that do really well and maybe some of the most approved, we'll decide as we go. Um, we're going to do some rewards for people, get some uh, some training equipment or some supplements, uh, some shoes. You never know what's coming your way, but uh, Rich and I are throwing those together uh, quite soon, actually. So I think those are going to be a lot of fun for people to uh, really test themselves. And we're going to try to get creative. We don't want to follow like the same thing that everyone else has been doing. We want right. to really challenge people. So whether it's a... a, a two-minute challenge or, you know, a half-hour one, we're going to have to see. But um, I think they're going to be really interesting and a lot of fun. Well, I like the idea of doing the short ones because I really want them to video what they're doing. So, for example, and, and you know, I don't sleep. When, I, when I'm laying in bed, I'm thinking about stuff all the time. Uh, whether I'm, you know, I seriously, I may have a client coming in in the morning and all night long I'm thinking about that client and what we're going to do when they get here and why and where we need to go and I, dreams about gate. I, I dream about a lot of things that are relative to the work I do, but it occurred to me the other day that what would really be fun is to have either static or dynamic challenges. So a static challenge might be holding a position for a while. Oof. A di- yeah. A dynamic challenge might be where there's some running involved, whatever. But I think what would really be cool is a combo where over the course of two minutes, two or three minutes, you have to produce X work. So maybe so many burpees into so many chin-ups to whatever. Um, But I want it to be short because I want them to video it so we can see. So I don't want to just trust somebody say, yeah, well, I did this and, you know, look at my Training Peaks account. You know, like I could, by the way, I can run my heart rate monitor and my GPS on my bicycle and show you what a five-minute mile looks like for 10 miles. But I'd be on a bicycle, and you won't know that because all you see is <laughs> all you see. <laughs> so there's a way around these challenges, and I, I, I just want to see it. I want to see somebody doing it. And we don't want to be bored like trying to watch somebody play out an hour and a half worth of whatever they were doing. You know, nobody's going to watch that, right? So keep it short. Keep it concise. couple, three minutes. And uh, by the way, Venga is on board. So we're, we're going to give away three months supply of either the new energy drink they just came out with or three months supply of their uh, the gels. We didn't talk about the balm, but I, I'd like to see them kick the balm in. 
there's a bunch of stuff we could do. And there's also potential for me to uh, maybe, I don't know, I've been thinking about it, maybe just give somebody a free ride into one of my clinics, which which is worth 650 bucks, which is, by the way, probably that value alone is like 10 months, 10 months of the program, right? So, um, you know, I don't care. I mean, I'm just trying to have a good time. And if I could see you challenge yourself and you can have a really good uh, influence from, you know, the, the stimuli that we're providing for you, uh, that's a winner. What do you think? I think uh, I think whoever wins that challenge is going to be really stoked because I mean that's a lot. Yeah. I never expected a. Well, I didn't say I was going to do it. I said maybe. <laughs> I said maybe, didn't I? I'm excited uh, to see some of the challenges we put together and, and watch everyone go through them. But um, yeah, just just to reiterate, uh, OCR Performance Project. Is, uh, is an open-ended thing for everybody. So we're already almost a week into training, so things aren't too intense yet. There's still some time for you to hop in and not be behind. But even so, we're hoping to carry this into next year's season. You know, we want people to keep your fitness up. As Rich always says, you gotta keep your sword sharp. Exactly. You gotta make sure that you're always ready for whatever comes up. And that doesn't mean you have to be in peak fitness all the time, but we're we're trying to maintain just a good like athletic profile all the time so that whenever an event does show up, you're not digging yourself out of a hole. You're already ready, and we can just prime up and make sure you're ready for that next event. So hop in. Yeah, it's like, it's like a martial artist, right? A martial artist trains his body so that in the inevitability that somebody would attack him or something like that, he's ready to go. It's like you just made the biggest mistake of your life by jumping on this dude that's been training his whole life for that moment, right? So I think that a good athlete is always on top of their training. And, you know, we're going to provide race-ready training. And we're going to do, we, you know, we hope to do event-specific training. It's looking kind of ugly right now for this season. But we had hoped to, to train specifically going into West Virginia. That looks like that's off the chart. Uh, Utah, uh, hopefully that's not going to die, but it doesn't look great. Regardless, when we when we know we still have the the Spartan National Championships going to be at Tahoe, that's not going been canceled. Uh, that looks like a good bet. So if we have to drive towards that event, those that are trying to get ready for that event, we'll we'll go ahead and prepare them for it. But we always want to be conscious of the next battle, the next thing we have to face, and we'll be given that consideration to the training as we roll it out. So it's not like if you don't get in today that you won't be ready to, to keep up with everybody else. There's always going to be something for everybody, regardless of where you jump in. And uh, incidentally, we didn't talk about this, but the fact of the matter is, is we are going to be Facebook Live with our private group every week to field questions, to discuss circumstances uh, with our people every week. Uh, we've already, we, you know, we've not even been in a complete week yet, I think, right? Uh, and we've, uh, even a week and we've, it. we've been on three times, right? You were on once alone. I was on once alone. We were on together once in, in one week. So we're interactive with this. We're, we're involved. It's not we're just pitching stuff out there hoping it sticks. We're having communication with the people, and the group 
can communicate with each other through the Facebook program. It's it's private, so no one else in the world is going to see what you're doing or what we're discussing, other than the people in the group, uh, people that are sharing your pain. You can you can discuss things with them, and and you know I mean it's kind of cool because uh, it's there's a lot of camaraderie involved, and there's a lot of direction involved, and I th- I just think it's it's a well-rounded program and it's well worth. The sixty-nine dollars a month that I said I wasn't going to tell them it cost. Yeah, huh? I I think people uh, you got to remember you got to think long term as well. Like while we're not racing, some people are losing their fitness and they're not training as much. You watch athletes as they progress throughout the years; they get better and better year after year. And that's not because they train up for one event a year and they do a little better. It's that maintained overall fitness and building that like like the long-term adaptations that you make, not just from each workout, but for years of training, these athletes get better and better throughout the year. So you got to think that same way. Exactly. If you're, if you're losing, you know, six months of training this year, that's six months that your body could have just been so far ahead. That trajectory. So far so ahead. Don't, don't fall behind me. Yep. So just to be clear, to register for this training program, you got to visit my website. It's DiazHumanPerformance.com, D-I-A-Z HumanPerformance.com. Pretty much everything I do is posted there, even even the clinics that I think our next clinic is, uh, Maryland is, is sold out. We just opened up for a couple more people, but that looks like that's gone too. Might have one more seat, I don't know. Uh, but that's happening next month, and then there's going to be another clinic here in October. That'd be great. But... That's it. So again, uh, it's been a long time since I've actually gone and done a podcast. VJ has been begging me to do this with him, and and, <laughs> and uh, you know, so I needed that little stimulus. He had to shake grandfather clock, get him to wake up, and here we are. We're we're viral. We are we are we are ready to throw down. What else can I say? You need a guest. I think we need a guest next week. Yeah, so who? We just, you know what? Look, people, you know, I know. Let's invite Joe Rogan. Onto our pod? Yeah. <laughs> He's, okay. Joe Rogan, you're a pussy if you don't come get on our show with us. You know, Mr. I Got a Big Show. So what? <laughs> That's all I can tell you. <laughs> you know, I keep getting these people on uh, on social media, keep saying... We've got to get Joe Rogan to invite you on his show. And I'm like, oh, Joe Rogan. And everybody's like, oh, you know, they're genuflecting. Oh, Joe Rogan. I mean, yeah, he does a great job, but you know what? He could be my guest. I don't have to be his guest, right? I, I like that. Don't you think? Joe, Joe Rogan on the uh, National Running Network. We're calling him out. We're calling him out. I, I, want to see, I want to see Joe Rogan survive a week of our training. You'd be surprised, man. That guy's actually really fit. Well, we're going to find out, you know, Hunter McIntyre was really fit too. I'd sent him home. I sent him home crying like a little baby <laughs> on a regular basis. No, nah, he, he always took the beating. He always, he always took the beating. He did have a tendency to like want to cut things short. Oh, you know, I forgot to tell you, I got this thing coming. You know, we got another 15 repetitions to do and, or, uh, five rounds of the, uh, uh, farmer's daughter that he missed. Oh, you know, I got, I forgot. I got this thing. So anyway, let's let's shut this down. 
I, I always have a similar thing. Like before a workout, I'm always like, oh, I don't want to do this. Like let, let me just do, some, let me just go for a jog. Like, these really hard workouts. But once you're into that workout, once you've committed, once you're two rounds in, you're like, all right, I'm gonna grind this out. And I don't know. It's like a, it's like a switch flips in your brain where you're just willing to work hard. Dude, I've got a workout you haven't seen yet that I just came up with that you're gonna love. You're gonna love. You're gonna love it the first time. You're going to love it the first time and you're never going to want to do it again. <laughs> you're going to, I just, uh, I just put it on one of my guys this morning and, uh, all I can tell you is it involves a bike. Yeah. Probably I, not in the way I expect. I'm going to carry it. Not ride. No, no, you're going to ride it. You're going to ride it. But, but, uh, I mean, by the way, big shout out to concept Two. They've been keeping me relatively fit with the little toys I have in my garage. I love that bike. That bike rocks. Yeah, it's, it's rough. It's like you don't you don't really carry momentum the same way you would on like a normal stationary bike or um, or like a regular bicycle. You're constantly having to like put out power. It's like there's always added resistance. It's it's rough, especially when you get us on those freaking one minute sprints over 100 RPM. <laughs> yeah. Out of the saddle. Out of the saddle. Out of the saddle. So what about the hat trick? I mean. I think the hat trick is one of the greatest things you've ever come up with. That I'll that was like, probably concepts and everything. That's just a standalone workout and a challenge. I love that. Yeah, love that, that was that was probably the least complicated, most beneficial. What thirty minutes? About thirty yeah, minutes. 30, well, it was thirty minutes. So. Yeah, yeah. So, ten minutes on the ski erg, ten minutes on the rower, ten minutes on the erg on, on the bike erg. And choose your order. You can do it in whatever order you want, but um, only one minute transition between them. And yeah. For collective distance. For collective distance across all three. So 10 minutes on each machine, all three, one minute transition. And it's. Yeah. So what was cool, what was cool about it, because you, there was three of you guys doing it, is the competition was you may fall short on the ski erg, make it up on the bike or whatever, but you know, you know that, oh crap, I'm 500 meters behind and I, I got to make it up here, right? I don't make it up. And that's what kills you is because you, you, you have a sense of where you need to be in order to, to make it work. And, and that's, I think that's part of the reason why it rips your heart out. Yeah. Especially when, when you got someone side by side and you just, you see that you're about to get on the row and you see what the last person just did on the row and you're like, Oh man, I got. Okay, so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's my mark, and you just grind and hoping you make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, this has been fun, and uh, I'm hoping that people will get a chance to see this. Look, if you got questions, you know, you could email me through the through the uh, website. Uh, but I, I'm telling you, don't be afraid of the program. If you feel like ah, I don't know if I'm fit enough for this, don't get your head in that space. And if you think you're like a badass and you think that it's a little beneath you, uh, I challenge you to put yourself in that space. You know, bring it. That's all I can tell you. Bring it and see if we can't deliver something for you that will benefit you. You know, I, and I've said this before. Actually, I had this conversation with Kirk DeWint in, on their podcast, which, by the way, is a good podcast. Great podcast. The Public Running. What do they call it? Public the running? running? The Running. Running Public. Yeah, I'm sorry. But... Uh, he had come to me and he said, you know, I'm a trainer. I've been working with athletes, blah, 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 forever. He goes, sometimes you got to get outside yourself, you know, and let somebody hold the reins of, for, for the training a little bit and you can benefit from it. It's like, 
you know, you can let your ego drop at the door and expose yourself to some stimuluses that you maybe not set up for yourself. Some guys will write the programs for themselves that they enjoy. You know, I, I pull that. I think it's hard to train yourself and to train other athletes. I think, um, I don't know, then you can start like putting yourself in, in their shoes or, or the other way around, um, like putting other people through work relative to what you think because you're doing the same work. I, I think it, it like confuses everything, it confuses the process. At least I've felt that same way. So it's really cool. Like I'm much more open to working with athletes now that you're handling most all of my training so that I don't have to think about myself all the time. Right as much well personally i think that it's difficult to be a good coach and be an athlete at the same time because you if you're competitive and you're putting in the work your consciousness is always about you and and the efforts that you have uh it's different um uh, the advantage here is that i'm kind of like driving the thing and and digging into your head to get the information i need to make this even better you know you're delivering a, a very critical element in this process that I, I may not have uh, uh, been able to produce on my, on my own. So it's it's a good, and look, that's, again, it's dumping your ego at the door. You, you just never know what you don't know until you to expose yourself, right? Yeah, I think it's, um, like, you, ha you have some great workouts that you've written, like strength training and OCR-specific stuff, but I think um, over the last couple of years, I've done a lot of those workouts, and I can tell you exactly how they've felt and, and how they've worked relative to racing and which workouts have worked the best for different things. And then I can give you my personal workouts and my skill building things that make great obstacle specific athletes. Well, the skill, I, I think the skill component that you deliver is going to be really valuable because uh, I know there are things that you've, you've thought through and been successful with that a lot of guys don't know yet. They don't know. Matter of fact, I think it's probably a bad idea to share some of these ideas because because you're still com you're still competing. You know, I mean, uh, the way you've been getting through these rigs, that Superman thing you do, that, that's nutty. I mean, that that that's got to save you. What do you think? Ten seconds when you go across a rig? It can. I mean, it depends on the obstacle, but uh, a lot of people would take like you know seven or eight seconds to get across beater, and I can get across it in two. <laughs> That saves time. <laughs> well, that's what I'm talking about. Because yeah. if your run game is, is tight, and the only thing between you and the next run is that obstacle, and instead of taking 15 seconds or whatever it might take, you knock it out in four or five seconds, uh, you hit the ground running and you're gone. I mean, I feel sorry for people trying to catch you off one of those rigs. You know, <laughs> honestly. So um, sharing that kind of insight is valuable. It really is valuable. So... I keep trying to back out of this program. Uh, we've been on here, on here for a bit now. Glad to be back. We'll, we'll try to do this more often. If you have somebody you think we might want to interview, drop me a message somewhere. If you're, you know me on Facebook, hit me a private message. If you know VJ and you want to hit him up, that's great. He'll, he'll certainly uh, run it by us and we'll, we'll, we'll try to figure it out. But just try not to bring me somebody I've already talked to 15 times. Yeah. <laughs> You've talked to a lot of people, though. That's the thing. You've been all through this industry twice over. The unfortunate end is is I have been in it so long. That's why I've not been on. I said a while back that I wasn't going to do this show anymore unless I had something worth talking about. And we're here today because I felt like we had something worth talking about. Yeah, It might be a little self-serving, but 
Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think this is a great program. I think it's going to benefit people. I think that this book is definitely going to benefit people. It's going to make them think uh, outside the box. And uh, that's all I got to say for today. What do you think? Put a, put a fork uh, in it? Yeah. Peace out. Well, that's it, folks. If you enjoyed what you heard just now, I'd love for you to follow us on Instagram at D-I-A-Z-H-P. Till next time.